address. Hey, 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 that's my, no, just because we had you back on that. I thought the third episode was that. Exhibit. Hey, Bernie. Hey, how you doing, Russ? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Good to be here. My name's Tony. Hey, Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. The position of host is always open, so it, we uh, got a new one. Is, we are completely open source here. Found in fact, had someone fill out the application. That's it, right. In fact, he's filling the role of host and co-host this week. On the job interview. We're actually the, the guests this that's right, week. That's right. This is, what, this is how unpaid internships work. We get content out of him, <laughs> and he gets nothing. And we send literally. him back on his way. Literally nothing. Uh, welcome to One Beer, One Song, episode, who cares? 144. 147. I was close. Seven. Um in a row? Which remind me, I'm looking now. We're, we are live recording on the template, so I didn't save it as 147. So remind me to save it at the end. Uh oh. Anyway, I don't know what that means. And uh, I'm the host. It's <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's in the it's it's in the the, the creative brief at the beginning. Um, so welcome to One Beer One Song, uh, where on each episode that we release, whenever the goddamn hell we feel like it, uh, we underappreciate and or miscategorize a beer and or song. Sometimes multiple beers, sometimes multiple songs. Never. No, never new jokes. Smurfs. Never, never new jokes. So thanks to our partners at uh, our sponsor over at Tower Beverages. But this week we did not get a beverage from Tower. Not their fault, but <coughs> Bernie brought beer. That's right. Uh, and we, we talked about this a little bit last time, just to clarify, uh, our friends at Tower, um, they pay us nothing. They give us no discounts. Uh, they just help us understand what's coming to the market um, and when it's coming to market. You should go and see them. Um, they have a discount card. They have a card. They do have a discount card, and the next time we'll uh, we'll have some details on that. But they're at twenty one sixty one Piedmont Road. Um, it's between Buckhead and Midtown. It's right where Piedmont goes under eighty five there, um, where the traffic is hot, fresh, quintessential Atlanta traffic. Um, but there's there's they a, have a there's a there's a questionable place right next door. <clears throat> they have a grip of. Local beers in there. They have a mountain of local beers, so go it, check them it's out. It's a building with no windows and says, girls, girls, girls. It's a Motley Crue uh, video set. <laughs> that was a good joke, Tony. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was talking? never. So let's, um, let's underappreciate a beer. Uh, what Bernie, beer is this? Bernie, tell us about the brewery. Uh, uh, me and two friends, Chris Nama and Cord Trammell, we're Beaver Dog Brews. We homebrew. Um, I've been... Homebrewing started in the '90s and gave it up just because I, I hated bottling and I kind of like the like, kind of like the microbrew industry did. They got huge yeah. in the '90s and then they gave it and up for a few evaporated. years. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, part of this is fun, part of it's not. But uh, he uh, Nama and Cord went to I think it was Hop City and did the uh, homebrew um, training session and they enjoyed it. So we started brewing a few years ago and and what what is the name of your organization? Beaver Dog Brews. He already Dog. said that. I, I missed it. I was, was pouring. Try to keep up. I can do one thing at a time. Can you give us uh, some background about the name Beaver Dog? Two of us are University of Georgia graduates, and okay. one is an Oregon State graduate. So, oh, Corvallis. Yes. <clears throat> so that's the name we all agreed on, mm-hmm. and it's working. Now, you guys have recently uh, entered a competition. We entered a, a winner as many contests as we can, just because uh, mainly to get the feedback from the judges. Usually, there's pretty good judges. We mm-hmm. entered the Athens um, Classic Homebrew Classic contest. City Brew, yeah, whatever that was. Um, so you get feedback from judge, actual judges, and uh, learn about some things that you could do differently. Um, and your IPA placed third. Placed third regionally in Nashville uh, is going to the national competition in. June um, 
in Baltimore. Did you bring us that beer to drink? I did. It's cloudy with a chance of hops. We've been brewing that as one of our first ones, and we named it that because it was pretty cloudy, but it tasted good. So um, it's a great way to name around a, a production error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that what we've uh, we're drinking here? No, this is um our my our second stab at our stout. This is um King Kamehameha. Uh, it's got coffee and coconut, some cocoa nibs. Um, How did you do the uh, coconut? Threw a bunch in it into the boil, okay. and then a bunch in in the secondary. Okay. Um, like shavings or just chunks? Toast, no, shavings, okay. unsweetened coconut, and then toasted uh, to give a little bit extra. Did you toast it like in your oven? In my oven. In your oven? Yeah. Okay, King Kamehameha, where'd it come from? Where'd the name? Uh, I was a big Magnum PI fan, which I think y'all featured down, 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 And King Kamehameha Club was the where Rick, where Magnum... Hung out. Yeah, yeah, hung out. Drink great, beers. great theme song. Since you don't listen to the uh, show, Russ, I wanted to um, point out that um, when <laughs> why we would did, I? When we did the Magnum PI song, you were singing that part, and then when the song started, I merged the audio. You did not. So that you're singing, you're like, was I even close to tempo? Yeah. Yeah. And the song starts right when you go bow, 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 and it transitions. I was. I, I was you should really be proud of yourself, Tony. That was, just... I, that was one of those where, like, <laughs> I took off my headphones and turned to my wife and was like, "This is awesome," and she was like, "Shut up, get out of here." But I was. It was one of those where I was like, "Look how awesome this is." So you should listen to the show sometimes, Dick. God. Great theme song. It is. It was good. Yeah, that was a good. Someone one. tweeted earlier today. It was Mitzula from Las Vegas. He's a bookie in Vegas. Um, he was like, how does this video not have 100 million views? And someone had recut Star Wars scenes and put it over the theme song to Greatest American Hero, and they called it the Greatest oh, American Jedi Hero. Really? With that theme song, with the font from the show, mm-hmm. introducing and starring Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's three and a half minutes long, because that's how long that theme song was, that TV show. And I just remember going, man, Mike Post is a freaking genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty, it would pretty cool. happen to me. Okay, so back to the beer. Bean Kamehameha, that's where Magnum, you like Magnum P.I.? Right. So are, can we, are there going to be more beers that are 80s themed? There could be. I mean, you know, that's usually the last thing we do with a beer. We like to taste it and get to know it. Get to know it, you know, sit down with it and interview it. And I, I'm, I would, I would love it if you, if you would name a beer Alf's Kitty. <laughs> what would that be? What kind of beer would Russ's that be? Russ's parents' names? Alf and Kitty. Really? Yeah. But so then this the, show, the Alf loved to eat cats on the TV show. On the TV show. So my middle awkward. school years, my middle school years sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like your dad eats your mom. Like, uh, sorry, dad, if you're listening, you're not listening. God, please don't believe he's listening. <laughs> Mother's Day is going to be really awkward this year. Cut. <laughs> um, what's a cut? We don't. Know, we don't know what that you word know, the means. The best here. part about that is that your parents know so many like worse jokes than that that they've never told you, like about their own. You know they do. Surely. Oh, do. Shut up. Like They'll they, be like, oh, that was funny when I first heard it in 1974. You want to hear something really gross. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Alf's Kitty would have to be well, you could use a the Belgian kitty, IPA. The Kitty thing could be um, <clears throat> uh, certain hoppy beers smell like cat pee. Mm. So yeah. you could go like weird, like Once super funky. San Diego hop. Yeah, I'm whatever. so sorry I brought this up. <laughs> this um, Bernie, walk us through the beer. What should we be uh, experiencing in the nose and the nasal cavity, as they say? Well, you um, 
Should get some chocolate, a little bit of chocolate, but mostly um, get a lot of the roast. Yeah, some roasted bar. The malt bill we changed because the first the first batch tasted good, but was um, could you be more specific? Tasted coconutty. <laughs> oh, I, I taste the coconut here. I get yeah. it a little bit. It's a little bit toned down in this version, but um, we um, intensified the malt bill to make it get a little bit darker. And uh, I think it's a little bit more balanced this time. So. A little too sweet the first run through? Uh, not really s- sweet, but the, just the color was off. And it wasn't dark. Oh. Um, and it, I thought it was a little bit too much coconut. I, this is incredibly highly drinkable. I'm sure you already said this, but what style are you aiming for here? This is a sweet stout. Okay. It has lactose um, right. thrown in. And, um, and that's another thing. That 6.6. Some of the feedback we got on the first batch that we entered in the contest was... Um, might want to consider changing the style that you enter because you know, nowadays you can, I mean, I guess technically you could enter as a fruit beer. But, um, yeah, I've, I've always, I'm more of a dark beer uh, person. So you, you, you hoard some Cocoa Bunny like I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is my, this is what I wanted to do to get something comparable, not comparable, but something coconutty. So this was inspired by? Um, the idea was generated by lack of Cocoa Bunny. Wow. Um, well, if you can't find it, got to make it. Yeah, you got to make it. So, but I've always wanted to brew a porter or stout and have, and we just haven't had much success until this one. I'm I'm curious because this comes off to me more like as a porter than as a stout. Yeah. Could you talk to why this is technically a stout? Is just the roast <sighs> through well through the roast, but also yeah the lactose just it seemed to go in with a sweet stout style, but um. And that's where homebrewing becomes a uh, inexact science. And um, for instance, the first batch was eight point eight, and this is six point six. Well, why'd um, you do that? <laughs> not intentionally, ah. but yeah, you know, sometimes things happen. So, um, but anyway, it's um, I actually brewed this for my sister's uh, wedding, so this is leftover. And there's another homebrewer there; her husband's brother-in-law homebrews. So. And that's what we really like about it, just talking to people and going to some of these contests that we enter in and seeing what other people, what other homebrewers are doing. Like contests ideas. are a really under, <clears throat> I think, underutilized way to get really good feedback about your beer. Because you could take a beer like this, and there's no reason you couldn't enter it um, in all six stout categories. Right. You exactly. Know? Like, there's you know, dry stout, sweet stout, sweet. oatmeal, foreign extra, American, and Russian imperial. Put it in all of them. And then you get six pieces of feedback, and you know oh, what it should okay. be. The okay. judges don't know, right? Yeah. Um, and I've I've judged contests before where you like I was judging IPA, and you get something that's got Belgian yeast in it, and you're like, "What? This is somebody. This is either mislabeled, or infected, right. or somebody's doing like horizontal research on like let's get all the feedback. Like, how does this beer score across all these different categories? And all it costs you is a couple of bottles of beer. Right. right, like package them up, ship them off, and that's all you got to do. Everyone right. else, the the contest does all the work, and you get this like. And sometimes the judges' feedback isn't that. Like <clears throat> um, at one contest, it seemed like there was one judge that was a little inexperienced, and seemed. I wonder if they were at the same table with a more experienced judge because, you know, he mentioned one thing, and the other judge got really kind of critical. And but you know, you usually get really good feedback, and that's what we. Mm, yeah. That's what we need, and that's what we. They they definitely to. try to. Um, uh, at least the BJCP contests that I've judged at, they try to pair. If you're 
um, not certified or recognized. Or they call it an apprentice judge. They right. definitely try to pair you with somebody who's at least certified, if not national, right. so that they can be like, you know, what do you taste? Guidance. Tell Good. me what you taste. Right. Uh, actually, you're wrong. This is what you taste. <laughs> like, write that down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did, um, uh, I judged the regionals for NHCs one year, the national, like the contest you're going to in Baltimore. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I was, I'd taken the test. I feel like I was recognized or certified at the time. And I judged with, um, a master judge, uh, who in a guy named Phil, who everyone in Atlanta knows, awesome guy. And that was a great experience yeah. because I would be like, um, like smell the beer and like, yeah, I don't, I don't smell anything off in here. He's like, yeah, other than the, uh, horrible pediococcus infection, it's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, what am I smelling? Like, do you have to tell me what I'm smelling? <laughs> He's just like, you so win. The part, yeah, the part where it should smell like this. Do you smell this other thing? And it's like, oh, right. This is awful. <laughs> Hands on, on the job training. Oh, yeah. 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 Because you, I mean, you have the same nerves as everyone. Everyone has the same nerves, but being able to connect those to vocabulary right. is really hard. And so focus in there's on all these times where you're like, you're like, what is that thing? Like, for the longest time, I had I could not come up with the word um, for what ended up. I finally heard biscuity, right? And I was like, "That is perfect." Now you hear that not, all the time. It's yeah. not toasty. Yeah. It's not yeasty. It's not you know whatever. And somebody was like, "Yeah, it's biscuity," and I was like, "That is oh my god!" Yeah, it's a golden the visual, the taste, it's all there. And then I, of it, course, you end up using that word on every single beer after that, like biscuity, 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 biscuity. <laughs> <laughs> what this guy have for breakfast? Bojangles, <laughs> right? <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> well, cool. Uh, this is a great beer. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you like it. Thoroughly drinkable. Mine's almost gone. And we haven't even gotten to the song. The song. Well, you brought beer. What do you want to listen to? Um, Sturgill Simpson has a new album out. I don't know who Heck he yes. Is. I, 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 I don't know who the... <clears throat> what was that? What's that noise? Some sort of HVAC process in my house, I'm assuming. Someone's mm. drilling into the side of your house. Or okay, yeah, well. Oh, there it is. It's the AC. I feel it now. Okay, <clears throat> anywho, sorry for the thing. Um, Sergio Simpson, I have no idea who this guy is. Never heard of him. Tell I, me, tell I me am something. familiar with him, and I have some some friends who are very, very big Sturgill fans. Um, I am woefully under-informed. I think, Bernie, you're probably the most informed. So, really? Um, he's like a... He's a he's an, a a modern artist, young young guy, plays country, but plays kind of like old style country. Yeah, like it's, it's not the not like know, girls in short and jean shorts and, and so yeah. more more Merle and yeah, Johnny. Absolutely. Okay. Um, this is his third album. I do know that, and uh, if you know Dave Cobb, who produced uh, Jason Isabel, Chris Stapleton, he produced Sturgill's first oh, sweet. Two albums. Sturgill is younger than all of us. That's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty young. Fucking what are we but doing he with our lives? He self-produced this one, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. His wife's name is Sarah Sturgill Simpson. Why is that a thing? SSS. Oh. That's amazing. Alliteration. That's amazing. I just think, what, what's your name? <laughs> to hell with you both. <laughs> what's your name? Sarah Sturgill Simpson. You've been drinking. Who, Get out of the who car. Who are you married to? <laughs> um, actually, I mean, love so much I took on, his first name. <laughs> It it is a little weird that her middle name is Sturgill. Right, that's the first thing I went to. Then he said SSS. That okay, we'll give you that. His name's John. His name is John Sturgill Simpson. You guys, his name's his name's John. You guys. Oh, so maybe his. But that is a super southern thing to go by your middle name. 
The internet knows everything. <clears throat> the internet is for porn. Um, so yeah, this is the third album. It's, uh, what's it called? It's called, I, I know this because I'm looking at a computer that's connected to information. Um, <laughs> Sailor's Guide uh, to Sailor's Earth. Guide to Earth. You know, he might be technically younger than us, but man, he looks like he's been ridden hard. No, he's like, this is where, this is, okay, we're looking at iTunes right now and there's a, um, his artist page. Uh, there's a picture of him that looks like the sun is rising over his left shoulder. And this is where men have this, like, this unfair biological advantage over women because he's like, he looks a lot older than he is and he's aging, but like, he still looks really hot. Like he's distinguished and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's pensive. Yeah. Pensive. And half he's of writing like a he's song too, as he, as that picture. Half of takes. his right. face is wrinkled. The other half is not. I think <laughs> he's got the eyebrow. That's a good point. Cocked. Yeah. Some some half-ass photoshopping right there. All right, so um, on this album, um, I don't know that we decided which song we're going to do. Uh, my friend uh, Chris, who listens to this pod podcast um, uh, religiously and is often gives me a raft of shit when we don't put one out every week, uh, is a huge Sturgill fan, and he suggested that we listen to the song "Call to Arms," which is the ninth and last song on this album. Um, does anyone have any? I like them all. All pro protest to that, so. Uh, there's also a, a really good cover of Nirvana's In Bloom on here, but I didn't want to do a cover. So um, off of his third album, A Sailor's Guide to Earth, this is A Call to Arms.
horn section didn't suck. Uh, yeah, Sturgill can play the hell out of some horns. Yeah, yeah. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. How does he do that live? Multiple lips. Now, would you say, being a fan, that this is indicative of his catalog of music? Uh, I would say this is much different than the last album, um, from what I've heard so far. Um, last album was kind of kind of psychedelic. Oh, um, psychedelic it's interesting. country? Country, yeah. Um, I'll eat this some one, shrimps. the horns, I think, are at least on half, the Dap Kings are on at least half the songs. So it adds a different feel, but there's some songs that start out slow and then it really kicks into more of a bluesy um funky sound so he's he's not not the um pop genre country artist well that's not so refreshing well that's stuff i i i hate and in fact uh, i think it was four years ago there was some industry stats coming out of nashville like oh by the way we're down to 25 percent of the songwriters on row that we had 10 years ago yeah. You're like, oh, that's why everything sounds the same. Mm-hmm. It's right. We've whittled it down to two or three rooms now of songwriters, and they're told, here's the formula, work within the formula, go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all listen to um, Chris Shiflett's Walk in the Floor. Um, Is that a cover? No, Had- podcast. Oh, sorry. From um, I thought it was a Foo Fighters, oh. Chris Shiflett. Sorry. He, uh, when Merle Haggard died uh, a few weeks ago, he re-released his interview with Haggard. And oh, wow. one of the things that stuck out, he talked a lot about um, the Na- the Bakersfield sound versus Nashville sound and how he just couldn't make it in Nashville. But one of the things that really stuck out to me is he was never concerned with staying with a, within a framework. He did whatever he felt the song needed. So he'd write a song and whatever instrumentation he needed, that's what he did. And I think that's what sticks out to me with guys like Sturgill and Isabel and um, Stapleton. You know, they, they aren't interested in the you know, typical, you know, chart-topping country country hits. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we played some samples of other songs on this album, and there's definitely, like, some soul-funk mm-hmm. stuff going on that you would not expect to come out of... I'm not saying this came out of Nashville, but... Um, it's interesting on iTunes, uh, or the Wikipedia article on the side, right behind <clears throat> Bart says genre. Country, alternative country, rock, roots right. rock, country soul, wait for it, hip-hop. hip-hop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he could probably do all those. No. Yeah, like right, you, there's the song in here where the they there's the breakdown and then like little little Wayne does a verse and the, yeah you know you miss that you miss so that. it's interesting that? the labels I wish they would put uh, years next to the labels so you knew when they were on what labels when but Atlantic Records high top uh, mountain and then loose music over in Europe but it'd be interesting <clears throat> so that's a that is a Wikipedia feature request is what you're saying yes okay. Wikipedia for thanks for Wiki listening right listeners I wanted to issue a clarification of what I was saying earlier about um, men looking good as they get older that of course is a function of like society's i was i was gonna let you hang yourself on that one i was thinking just... about that and i was like that didn't sound that didn't come out right um, i was i i was like just feed tony more rope right, this right, is what right. it's no, like to be that, on this that, is what it's course. like to be on a podcast just with sit me. back and watch let's see what happens next no so obviously that Stephen is Stephen colvera popcorn chip right <clears throat> anyway um so yeah this beer is wonderful and tom Selleck has never looked better um he looks great he looks amazing Letterman? Letterman is happy. He's happy. <laughs> he is happy. Yeah, he is stupid with happiness. Yes, and I'm thrilled right. for him. He's I, razorless. And it's funny, everybody, every talk show host who ever talks about it, and they say, well, what are you going to do in retirement? And all of them are like, never shave again. Mm-hmm. All of them. Colbert, and like, there's a writer strike. What can we do to support the writers but still be on the air? Not shave. Like, that's the first thing they want to do is never shave again. I get it. I have a lot of surface area to shave. I hate doing it. If I had to do it every day for my job, 
Sure. I you don't would. have to do it. You choose to do it. Bernie, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Since you mentioned Colbert, uh, Sturgill was on there this week. He did the Waffle House song. Did you oh, see that's that? right. I yeah. did watch that clip. Yeah. Um, yeah. If any of your listeners haven't seen that, they need to go pull that up. Now, it's my question funny. is, so they played the old Waffle House song that's mm. in every Waffle House jukebox, and then they wrote the new one, which is, do you remember the title? No shoes, no shirt, no knuckleheads. That's it. Something like that's that. That's it. And a uh, cute song, and they both sang a little bits of it, but I, I want to know if that's going to replace the Waffle House song. Like, they've written it, and it Waffle House to needs be to be... an addition. Because it makes sense. It's like, look, we know. Right. Our sign's on. It's 3 a.m. You're drunk. We're happy to give you as much waffles and shit as you want, but don't be a jerk. And it was perfect. Perfect Waffle House song. Yeah, that's It fine. really was. <clears throat> um... Congrats on the beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to talk about, so like, what's the next six, uh, five year, 10 year plan for who are your investors? We um, just keep, we don't have investors. Uh, we have um, just keep brewing beer and trying to get in contests and get feedback and keep making better beer. Keep drinking it. All right. Well, let us know when you have a brew day so we can come down and crash it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We, uh, we'd love to watch someone else like do all the work and sit there and drink beer. We could record audio of water heating up and cooling down. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hop edition. Right. <laughs> it's been 90 minutes. Do we have anything to do yet? Nope. It's a whole lot of like waiting. We are five minutes from a war flock to have people. It's a whole lot of waiting, and then at flame out, like everything goes crazy. Go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Like well, the hey, lights turn on and the mice start running. That's right. Uh, thanks for coming down. You Good had to drive me. like seven hours to be here. That's uh, awesome. Six and a half this time. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But the, the, the Lexus lanes are paying off. <laughs> <laughs> That and the new Brave Stadium construction, you know. Oh, I wasn't right. going to mention it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Don't don't make it like 100 plus episodes till you come down next. Okay. 300 plus. It was 300 that he missed. He's 11 foot six, cutting some funny slack. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.